Okay. We learned in the Kazari. We spoke about the fact that everything is Bidiyas Hashem. Uh, even if the Maisa, there are some things which are clearly with that in the Torah in a way that nothing else uh, is involved in that. That's why Hashem creates the world and runs the world. And uh, that's partial to us that nothing else has a part to play in the in the atom running of the world. That's what he called the the one way to get to the other Rishayna. The second way he spoke about is even if it looks like it's happening through either means, but at the end of the day, if we understand the Shoresh, the source, where it's coming from, so it comes back to HaKadosh Baruch as well. So you're holding on page 88, that's the uh, Mamre Hamishi, uh, at the bottom of the page. And he says, of MS, Omer Oimer Ki Yaakov And therefore the MS is a conclusion we can declare that everything is even after all this was possible to happen when people can choose or have a mikra it doesn't take anything out of the fact that it happens with Zeres now as you were trying to summarize you want to uh, like make the things clearer what you're talking about and how we can divide things up so we can divide things into four categories anything which happens in the world we can divide into one of four one of four uh, possibilities the one is you things which are clearly from Hashem things which we say are nature which looks like that means in a minute things which happen by chance or things people can choose what do these four terms mean? What do these four terms mean, and uh, how do we classify things in each of these categories? So he says the first one. Elokim means me'asibarishayna yaitzim al-kopanim. Elokim means things which are directly from Hashem, which are always happening. And we see them as something Hashem wants, and that's what makes it happen, and we don't, we don't have any other reason for it, or nothing else to attribute it to. Uh, like, like the sunrise. Like the sunrise, like anything which happens in the world, which is something which we see clearly Hashem doing, and nothing else has a part in that. Right, Tivim, things which we call natural. Now this is interesting, because uh, the world, as an introduction to the voice of the Kazari says, the world tends to assume that the options are either Hashem did something, or nature did it. As a There's no such thing. There's nothing called nature. Nature isn't somebody or something which has a mind that can choose to do something. Nature describes a process. We see something happening, we say it's happening naturally. It's like we say gravity. I drop something, it falls. Why? Because it's gravity. Now there's nothing, something called gravity which is making it happen. We're just describing the process which happened. And nature is the same thing. There isn't a force called nature. We do whatever we see happening in a certain cycle, we say that's a natural cycle. But what made it happen? We can't attribute dice. We can't attribute intelligence or planning to nature. Nature is just the process which we see happening. So what do we call Teva? So like I said, when the world says something is TV, it happens by itself. It's not Hashem, it's ridiculous. Uh, Teva doesn't make things happen. Teva just uh, dis- describes the process which happens. It doesn't describe how the process came about. Well, they say Mother Nature? Which is also ridiculous. It's not, it's not a force, it's not a thing. It's just uh, uh, describing what we, the process we see. Like machine. Mother Machine. Works automatically, but it doesn't set itself up. That's the someone else who's made it. Doesn't have a ratzon. Doesn't have a ratzon. Doesn't have a das. It's not. It's not something independent. Yeah, and we do say in that. 
Not with that means with his das, Hashem's das. It's not a das, means Hashem with his das created them. Not he created them with their das. They don't have das. That's uh the sun in the the start. Um when he did it, he gave them Kaikhugura, which means he gave them power. They have the force of the sun and the moon, which is Moshe. But we don't see that they have das. Um, now the 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 concept of Teva therefore, when you talk about Teva, it means uh, something which is a system Hashem made to run. It's not something which is happening without Hashem. It's, hap- it's a system which Hashem put in place. And as opposed to something which just isn't a system which Hashem put in place, which means things which happen only when and when and where Hashem wants them to, and don't happen always. A Teva is a system which uh, which is uh, which is one of the forces that Hashem put there to be constantly. Mm-hmm. In other words, the way that Hamchal defines Teva is it's a das Hashem a das Hashem hamatmedes. The, the, what Hashem wanted to always be. Hashem wanted to always be his Teva, what Hashem wanted to sometimes be his Mikra. And uh, therefore we see a Teva. So what does he call, as opposed to when he spoke about things which are Elekiyim, which come from Hashem. So he says there's some things which are Tiviyim, which come naturally. What does Tiviyim mean? So it doesn't mean not from Hashem, Chas Hashanam. The Chazari explains what Tiviyim means. But Tiviyim means Misibas Im Tzayas Mechonas Lehem. They work through reasons which and means which are prepared for them. Magias Ayesimilaz means bring them out Tachis to Muslim. Like something which will bring to the Tachis that they're meant to get to. And that's what you say, Teva, which means it's not something which we see completely, Kilos, Maisa Hashem. It's something we see a process which takes place, and that being as a process is taking place, that's the, so we can say it's going through the process which will bring it to a certain stage. But again, we have to bring the process to Hashem. And if that's the case, what's the difference? Um, between something which is, we say, Zerakim, something so which is Tavim, right? What's the difference? He says, The difference is that we spoke of four categories. So the other three categories can prevent something happening in Tavim. Something which is Zerakim, which Hashem wants to happen, nothing can prevent it happening. That's always going to happen. Like we said, the sunrise, the sunset. Nothing in the world can change that. It's going to happen always, and that's what Hashem wants it to be. Some things which happen in Tavim, will happen as part of the process, which I should put in the world, unless one of the other factors involves, and that will change it. So for example, the teva is that uh, plant, that seeds become trees, and trees grow and produce fruit, unless one of the other factors is going to get involved, which means a person can choose to chop down the tree. So now if a person tries to chop down the tree, it's not going to grow anymore. So else the teva doesn't have to be. The teva is a process which there is, unless there's something else which overrides teva. The things which we say are elokim, which Hashem put in place, have to be. Nothing's going to change that. The things which are TV, it means it's the natural thing, way things would be, except if there's something else which which is used against it. What does he call rain? What does he call rain? Neither of them. Uh, we'll see, that's the second category. Now the third category is what he calls Mikriyam. So what, with things which happen without a plan, without a set pattern in the brief. So it's a Mikriyam. It happens by chance, but not a predictable pattern. Mikrim come about also through means which make things happen. There aren't something which comes as a teva, as a nature, which means a regular, with a certain organized uh, system. And therefore, there aren't things which are going to bring it, and they said the same shlemus that the other systems have. And here also, here also, what, what will cause the Mikrit to happen will be totally of nothing else 
uh, interfering with it. So here we have something which isn't a set seder in the world. It's something which can happen, as you say, as a mikra, for whatever reason, Hashem wants it to happen. But once it happens as a mikra, it's not part of a seder. It's not part of an organized system. And if it happens without us uh, being able to predict when it's going to happen... Like rainbow? Like... Uh, the rainbow is actually a tether. The rainbow is a tether that... Uh, it just depends on the factors which are necessary to bring that tether to happen. What would be a mikra? So is it, uh, for example, thunder and lightning. What? Thunder, lightning, brakim, ramim, things like that. There's a sibyl what brings it, but there isn't a regular pattern of how often it's going to have thunder and lightning. When the factors are there, so then the mikra, in other words, we'll see, it will happen. Um, if you have this, the right angle, the Rambayn writes in the Chumash, it's the angle of the light refracting through water. You see, you can make it happen in a cup. It's not something which needs a certain mikra. It's a matthias that when you have light which is being refracted or so the rain is being split in the prism, you're going to get a rainbow. And what? Where Hashem makes the rainbow is when He sets the sun and the rain in the right position, that's going to be what you see. But it's not something that, you know, it's, it's a, a tether that when you have the factors in the right place, it'll be a rainbow. Hashem puts it there when He wants to show us that sign. But uh, the lightning and thunder, so then it's not like we have a certain mahalak which we know when it's going to be lightning. It's something which comes to make it. Now, it's something Hashem built into the world, but it's, uh, it's not something which we have that same tether, which means that same regidus. Other things too. Things can happen that's without being a part of a set plan. And then again, it doesn't mean we don't attribute them to Hashem. It just means we don't see them as part of a pattern at which we call the tether. It's something which happens uh, randomly, which is mikra, when Hashem wants it to happen. And because of that, it's also not something which is necessarily going to happen a certain way. This is also something which is dependent on whatever other factors there are, which could interfere with it. So that's those three things we see either directly or indirectly involving Hashem. The things which are like him is, is directly something on Hashem is doing, nothing interferes with that. Things which are either tibium, which means things which are part of a natural order, or things which are mikrim, which means things which can sometimes happen. Again, even though we see and we can descri- describe the factors which cause it to happen, but at the end of the day, those factors are all set in place as a system in the case of a Teva, or even without a system, in the case of a Mikra, it always comes back to Hashem, because that's where, that's where the possibility of it happening comes from. So we can describe, we went to the Teva example, we can describe the process of how a chick is laid and develops and becomes a, I mean, the egg is laid and develops and becomes a chick, <coughs> the chick hatches and becomes a hen, and the hen lays more eggs, and it's a system which we see in the world, but the whole system is Batsim, something set up by Kodesh Baruch So we see him making the Emtsoyim happen. And the tether is going to continue unless the chicken gets eaten by a cat. If there's something else which gets involved, then it falls off the system. It's something which has to be, but it's something which, when it happens, it's happening to feed the way of those Prophet wants it to happen. Those are all three systems. The first three of the four options are all things which don't involve people at all. And now the one which doesn't involve people is the last one, which includes things which are the khirim, things which come from the khirim, which come from the trace. And things come from choice or based on people, because people and humans have choice. Things which are up to people to choose. So what makes it happen is what the person chose when he when he was given the options, and now the, the, that what he chose to happen, that's what's going to cause the result. That's what's going to take effect. And therefore, bechira also works based on other factors bring to bechira. But and this is the chiddush. But even the Bechira, the Etzem, links back to the 
which means the first cause, which means to accomplish Barakha. And therefore, even a Bechira, on the one hand, has a, has a certain element that people can decide, and people can choose, and people can make things happen, but the, it doesn't start from people. The mind is just the result, the end point, which goes back to the Sibri which is the first cause, which is what Hashem wanted. And how does that work? The person says that that, that link back to the Bayra is a Hishtaj was Mibri Daichak. It's not Mibri Daichak, it's something which is forced, but whatever the person decides, that's something which is Mishtaj back to the Bayra. Which means, a person, when he has choices, uh, so either choice he has is really something which, like we saw previously, is something which uh, is an option which the Bayra is going to allow. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that that's going to force the person to choose one or the other way, because then it wouldn't be Bechira. But it means wherever the options of Bechira are, it's not going to happen, cause something to happen which is against what the Bayra is going to allow to happen. Since when you talk of Bechira, it means there's an Efsha, there's a possibility which is there, either to do or not to do. And the person's Nefesh is Munach, what the person wants to do is based between the Eitzah, which means the advice he gets from the Seichel of what's the right thing to do. The Efcha is, is the, the Tzad in the person, which isn't the Seichel, and uh, acts as, let's say, the Yetzirah as the opposing force. And now the, the, the Bechira means between these two forces, both of which are possible, you can do each one at once. So that's our definition for Bechira, it's a very good definition. Now, Bechira is based on three factors. Number one, uh, uh, there's two options which are available. The, there's a conflict between the different parts within the person of which option to choose. And then the person has to decide which one he wants to go with. Three steps. If you don't have any of those three steps, you don't have Bechira. The first one, the both options are available. If one's not an option, I can't choose it. So then automatically I'm going to do the other one. So if I have a choice, uh, would I like to, uh, let's say, I'm driving my car, and I come to a crossroads, I think I can go right, I can go left, I have two options. But if I get to the crossroads, I see there's only a right turn, so there's not a Bechira right or left, left is not an option anymore. So Bechira only exists when both, I see both things as being options I could do. That's the first point. Number two, I have to have a tzad in each direction. In other words, there has to be something which, which is wanting me to go the one way, or something wanting me to go the other way. Why? Because if a person never saw two sides, then it's the same thing as not having two options. In other words, it's obvious what they're going to do. They didn't choose. For example, most people, uh, they get up in the morning, and uh, they're going to, they're going to let's say, drink a cup of coffee. Was that a question of Bechir? No, how not? I didn't think about it. It's a normal thing to do. The person went to the kettle and put in the hot water and boiled it and poured the coffee and drank it. That's the actions a person does. There was no Bechir there. There's no Bechir because there was no choice. And there was no choice because there weren't two sides to the story. Why not? And that's why you say often people in the world, the Dessel talks about this a lot, most things a person does aren't a result of Bechir. Whether they're good things or they're bad things, they're into the Bechir because there aren't options. And for the person, that he has not, that's always what he does. And he has never had any happening in the world of doing anything different. There's never the option of doing different what he's doing now. So it's not a Bechir. That's what he always does. For example, for a person who... Uh, like I said, okay, let's get into that. But that's it. The person, whatever he does, that becomes his uh, routine. So I, I don't consider any other option. That's what I do. So we'll go to for bed, and then it's not the 
insist the person is doing things without the khir. The khir, like we said, for number one, I have to have two options available to me. Number two, I have to have two sides, which means I have a reason to do it and a reason not to do it. And now I'm, now I'm torn, because on the one hand, there's something putting me to do it, on the other hand, there's something putting me not to do it. And based on that, on that struggle, on that conflict, now that's the second factor. And then the third factor which makes Bechira is that a person can choose which one he wants. Which means, you could have that situation also, that I have two options in front of me, I have a real struggle, but I'm forced for some reason to keep one of them. It wasn't Bechira. That means I, 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 had, I had both options, and something forced me to do one. So then I, I had never choice. I was forced into it. So in order to have a real Bechira, it has to be that there are options, that I'm aware of both options, you know, they both they both have a, a, a pull on me, which I, which is why I'm conflicted. And now I have the ability to choose which one I want without anything else forcing that choice. That causes bechir. Take away any of those three options is bechir. So if I don't see another option, or I never even thought about another option, or I'm not being allowed to do another option because I'm being forced to do one thing, it wasn't bechir. It was the, that's I was forced. Bechir only begins when I have all three together, and because. That that's the that's the necessary uh, steps beforehand in order to bring to Bechira, namely that both options are available to me, and there's something which in, within me which which pulls in each direction, and lastly that uh, I'm I'm free to choose which one I want to do. So in those cases, then and the person is either praised or blamed for the decision because that's all his his doing. Nothing else made him do it. And if a person chose to do the one thing, we're given the credit. If a person chose to do the wrong thing, we're given the blame. Nothing else was involved. That's what's necessary. Um, that's what's necessary for there to be a real bechir. Now, because of this, a lot of things which a person does uh, aren't really bechir. Most of what a person does is either because they weren't aware of another option. So that, therefore, they didn't know that they had bechir. They didn't think there was something else that they could do. For example, most times people do things the way they know how to do it. And they never thought maybe it's another way to do it, maybe it's a better way to do it, or a different way to do it. And therefore, it's not that they chose to do it this way. That's the way I know about That's the way I know about I didn't know there was a second way. Number one. Number two, most times, if even people do know there's a second option, they don't, they don't really have a reason to do it. There's nothing pulling them in that direction. So, so there isn't a, a mockum for Bukhira there. Or it's so convincing to a person what, what which way he wants to go, there wasn't a anymore. And this is a Kiddush. I heard this from Rizakhanifrah many times. It's an interesting Kiddush. And then if a person has a conflict, a person has two sides, he's not sure what to do, and he manages to resolve the conflict. So now, and as I had a question, what should I do this or should I do that? And I managed to work it out and decide this is that this is the, it's clear to me this is the right thing to do, that's the wrong thing to do. Then there's no Bukhir anymore. Then there's only one option. So, for example, it's like, let's say I'm not sure I want to drive from here to to Bilebra. I'm not sure which way should I go. I have two options, and then I check up and I find actually one road is closed. So now, so that oh, I had two options, I chose the other road. Now it's so clear to me that I'm going to take the other road. Then it took away the bechir. And same thing, those areas where a person can clarify to themselves what's the right thing to do, to the extent that it's so clear to me it's the right thing, it's not bechir anymore. Then I took away the choice. The choice was should I do this or should I do that? And now that it's so borrowed to me which one I'm going to do, so it wasn't that choice to do it, I took away the choice. The real Bakir only comes when it's not clear to me. When I have it set in both directions and I don't have 
a clarity what's right and what's wrong. And now, in that case, now what am I going to choose with? What I'm going to choose with it says that it's and then a person has to decide, okay, but what do I want more? What do I want more? That, that's a marker where we see the acting as a Bechir. Which means, if a person is in a conflict, and the person can and knows clearly what's right and what's wrong, so then, if it's that clear to him, so then the Bechir is a foregone conclusion. He's going to choose what's right. It's, it's, it's clear to me, this is right, that's yeah, wrong. See, again, but if I want to have clarified it, that there's no, that, that there's no gain to following the answer, and it's borrowed to me, that's the wrong thing to do. And so then, if I choose to go the other direction, so then there's a certain kilo, uh, it's, not, it's not really a choice based on equal studying, but it's, that's the correct conclusion, that's what I'm going to do. In case which needs more Bechira is when I have two options and I don't have a clarification in Masaychel, I don't have a clarity in Masaychel, which is the right one. And now the question is to be Bechir based on what the rots of a person is. Now, the way to work on Bechira then is to raise the rots. Because if, if I'm not going to be able to decide based on the right and wrong, you know, in the two situations, then I'm going to have to go back to what I really want. And if a person really wants something, that's more important to them. So then I'm going to choose based on what's more going to bring to the, the rights that a person has. And so therefore, if it's going to be a question of what's, what, that my rights has to decide what's the right thing to choose, so then, then it'll be a question of what a person's rights is. Let me give you an example. When something is black and white, it's awesome. So a person could have a yetzer that he wants to do it. Now, the fact that a person decides, you know what, uh, I want to do it, but what can I do? It's awesome. I can't. So, there's a certain decision uh, to do the right thing, and there's a certain uh, strength not to give into the answer, which is for sure something to be rewarded, but it wasn't really a choice. In other words, it wasn't that I wasn't sure what to do and I had to choose. I knew what to do. I just had to miscover the answer, trying to me not to do it. The question where it comes uh, more is that I have a suffer what's the right thing to do? Is it mutter? Is it also very So now it becomes much more of a thing. Because now I'm not, I haven't convinced myself that, the one, well, that this is something also to do. Maybe it's not also. And now that it's not also, maybe I should do it. And if I can't clarify that point, so then what am I going to decide based on? If I can't clarify the, with, with, with my das, like objectively, what's the right thing? So what am I going to decide with? I'm going to decide with is my right what does it mean to decide with my ratzen? And that is, what, 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 what's the goal I want to achieve? And now, based on that, is this going to bring me to that or not bring me to that? And if that's the case, so then it's a decision which isn't, which isn't coming from uh, a clarity of the dice first. It's coming only from the person's level of choosing what they want. Of choosing what they want. And then that's going to define the way a person chooses. There's a, this is what Rabbi used to say. There's a big tradition in it. Because the simple pshat, if it looks in the psukim, is that the bechira comes from clarity. The simple pshat is, the pasuk says, So then it's very clear. It's chaim and it's mavis. So what can be more clear than that? And on that, the Torah says, So it wasn't from a point of inclarity. It was a point from, I could see very clearly, the two ways to go and choose the chaim. And choose the chaim. So that would seem to imply that if I manage to clarify what's the right option, so then that's, that make, that, that's a process of, that's part of the process of Bechira. 
So what Rav Hashem is like this. That is that there's an element of Bechira which is Megale, reveals a person's knowledge. There's an area, there's an area of Bechira which reveals a person's Ratzim. So if you're going to say that there's a, a choice of person to what's right, what's wrong. So I managed to clarify, this is what's right and that's what's wrong. And now I do what's right. So that's being Megale, that's being Megale, my, my advice. It's being one of my advice in the sense that uh, I chose to do what's right because I knew it was right and so I'm following with my das. That doesn't affect a person's rotten so much. I'm not, I'm not choosing based on my choice. I'm choosing based on my knowledge that that's the right thing to do. It's just like, for example, if I know what's the, what's the, right, what the right way to achieve something or to get somewhere, so I'm going to do it that way, not because I want it to necessarily, because I know that's the right way to do it. But when something which I don't have a clarity of das of what's the right thing to do, and now what a person's going to judge by is what they want, that's much more good of their Ratzin. Let me give you an example, a very simple example, just to explain uh, the starting point of a very deep idea. That is, let's say, um, you're talking to a person, uh, no, 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 he has diabetes. diabetes. So for him, he knows a certain food, eating them is, uh, is going to put his life in danger. And you have someone at the table, and he said, tell me something, uh, what, what would you like to eat? Would you like an ice cream? Or would you like an apple? And this person knows that eating the ice cream is going to kill him. So he's going to say, I'll take the apple. It's not a choice of what he wants. It's a choice of what he knows. Because he knows that, uh, yeah, I'm sure the ice cream is much nicer than the apple. But I know that eating the ice cream is going to be really bad for me. And therefore, I'm not choosing based on what I want. I'm choosing based on what I know. That's one kind of choice. Now, let's say a person, Baruch Hashem, he's not sick. He's a healthy person. And you're up with that person. Tell me something. Would you like a strawberry ice cream or a chocolate one? So that's not a question of what he knows. That's a question of what he wants. And so now choosing, he's not going to decide, well, I'm thinking about it, and I really think that it's better for me to eat chocolate. Well, why? There's no dice here. So whether that's the case, if the, if a person has to choose, they're going to tell you which one they want. And that's the use of it. There's Bechira, which just clarifies, which is clarified by dice. And then, and then and that's the case, I'm really choosing what I know. I'm choosing what I know, what I want. I know that this is what I'm meant to do. I know that doing the other thing is bad for me. So the want doesn't become a factor. It's, I'm choosing based on what I know. Whereas when there isn't a point of das, which means there isn't a certain fact in my mind which forces me to go one or the other way, then the bechir becomes the bechir of harata, which means the bechir becomes the bechir of what I want. There's a certain no, there is a level of bechir which is bechir in das, as the pasuk was talking about. The person can say, this is the right thing to do, that's the wrong thing to do. Uh, doing mitzvahs is the right thing, doing averis is the wrong thing. So then it's not a question if I wanted to or not. The question is, is there, once I've decided it's the right thing, I'll do it, because I know it's right. I won't do it, because I won't get punished. So that's Bechir on dice. But in those cases where I don't have that dice to tell me that this is right and that's wrong, and now it's a question of two options, and I have to weigh up which of the two do I want to do. So then it becomes the Bechir on Ratzin. Which one do I want? And now, it's not really consequential to anybody. If I want chocolate or I want strawberry, it doesn't make any difference. But in cases where the, the rotten is going to make a factor, so then it's dark in cases like that, where a person can see what a, the, or a person chooses what his rotten is, that's Megara the rotten. I just want to finish the two minutes just to give an example of this idea. In fact, this is a deep idea. I mentioned already today. There's a Drasha Saran. And the Drasha Saran says, that Hashem never told Abraham Avinu, you're commanded to go and sacrifice your son Yitzchak on the altar. 
that you're mechuyev to bring your sukkah as a carbon. Hashem never said that. Why? Because if Hashem said that, Abraham would have been forced to listen. Hashem told you, so what choice do you have? You're a Navi. You know, Hashem says something. You don't have a choice not to listen to him, so it would be not the It would be very hard for Abraham, but he doesn't really have a choice. Just like if a king says, I want you to go and do this. Oh, I really don't want to do it. It's just too bad. You have it to well, you're going to get punished if you don't, so I'll do it. There's no Bechira there. I'm forced. So Duran says, when Hashem came to Abraham, he says, Abraham, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't want to understand completely. You won't get punished. I, I, I would be happy if you would. But it's up to you. You don't have to. So now if you think about it, that makes Abraham's challenge a hundred times harder. Because now he can't say, oh, what can I do? I should force him. What can I do? I, I, already, I already would have never wanted to bring us on his back. I should have told me I had never choice. I was forced to do it. You can't go back to that. I should have never forced you. I should have said, Abraham, it's up to you. You decide and it's fine. Whatever you decide is okay. Which means, now you have to make the decision. There's no idea here. Hashem didn't say, you have to do this. Hashem said, if you'd like to do it, I would be very happy. If you don't do it, that's okay. You decide. So it makes it much, much harder. Because now if I'm wrong, I really, I really don't want to kill yourself. I really don't. So I say, I'm sorry, Hashem, I can't. Fine. Okay. And if you nothing will happen. I didn't say you have to. So Abraham could have not killed Yitzchak, could have not sacrificed him, and that would have been okay. There was no right, there was no chiyu, right, there was no chachrech to do it. So what did Abraham gain by Abraham being going to, to be to be of Yitzchak? Like the Bosak says, V'kobesh rachamov ben And that is, Abraham said, this is what Hashem wants me to do. So, ma'aratzin is what Hashem wants. And that's powerful. Because as much as Abraham didn't want to do it, he wanted to save Yitzchak, and he could have saved Yitzchak. But he showed by when it's the Bechira of Ratzon, what's the person's real Ratzon? What does the person really want? So now that becomes the Bechira. When there isn't a definite yes or no. And now it's a question. You can choose to save Yitzchak, your Ratzon save Yitzchak, that's understood. Or your Ratzon to do what Hashem wants. And now it's, there's no right and wrong. Now it's the choice just of the Bechira of your Ratzon. You have to choose what you really want to do. And Avram, the greatness of Avram, is that Hashem, I want to do what you want more than I want to save Yitzchak. That's more the Ratzin. That's the Kim. That's the Ratzin. And that's the what a Bechira can show. Avram chose to sacrifice Yitzchak. That's the Bechira can show what a person's Ratzin is. When it's not a Bechira based on knowledge, it's a Bechira based on choice, which I have both options. And then it's a question of what a person's Ratzin is. That's what he says. That the Bechira is Taisa Mashur Ratzimah. That the Bechira shows what the person's Ratzin is going to be. And then that's the Kayach of Bechira, which isn't based on necessarily the clarity before the Das. That's the Kayach of Bechira, which shows, which is Begayla, which what the person's Ratzin uh, really is like. Okay, that's what I'm going to say tonight. Because I'm going to explain next time is this concept, which is after people, the Kayach of Bechirim, to have options and choose. You're going to see how that's not affecting our Akhazish Parapha once, that's not the point you want to explain, as we'll see next time.